Hey, this is Alex with Bass and Brews. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So easy, Paul can do it. Hey, this is Alex with Bass and Brews. No Bass and Brews podcast would be complete without my underwater robberies hat. You know that green one that I always wear? Well, you can pick that up at hooksethoodlums.com. One of the best teams out on the market right now, that Hookset Hoodlums team, and the gear is always on point. So make sure you go check them out. And remember, one passion, one team. Alex, Paul, just remember, if it wasn't for Jigs and Bigs, Bass and Brewers would fucking suck. Give me that scab. This better fucking work. Look at me, I'm a fucking professional. Great way to start the show. Hey, normally you're gonna hear normally you're gonna hear hey oh or whatever Paul does, but uh he's not here today. He's uh on a sabbatical, he's on vacation. We've been making so much money at Bass and Brews uh that we sent him out to um the lovely, lovely uh country of Ghana, and he's vacationing there this weekend. So uh hopefully he's spreading the good word of Bass and Brews. Um but so we brought on guest host, uh, Carolina Thump, uh, prior guest of the show, and now he's hosting it. AKA the up? poor man's Paul, and I'll, I'll do my intro. Hey, you guys. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Normally, you guys don't see everybody, right? I'm going to tell you this right now. Uh, last week, we had an episode with Nick from uh, Cast and Crank. That guy might be onto something where he only interviews folks if they're in person, right? We have had some technical fucking difficulties through the ass as to the point where we've already recorded a whole 15 minutes and had to cut out. I fucking hate Motel 6 internet. Um, yeah, and, I mean, at this point, I'm supposed to run through some song and dance, but I'm like, fuck that. We're going to go right to the guest. Primary Jumpmaster, how are you, brother? I'm making it. You know, at least I'm not yeah. drinking beer out of the sink at Motel 6. Aaron. No oh. shit. It's fucking no, gross. No judgment here if you are, Alex. We've <laughs> all been there. I will say, um, if you guys don't know Primary Jumpmaster, I found out about him on uh, TikTok. He's been kind of one of the guys who pushed me to this uh, fish talk revolution, uh, as I'm starting to call it. Um, I know I covered it on the Hookset Hoodlums uh, Hoodlum cast. Uh, if you get the first half of that, uh, I definitely drop uh, – what I think is good knowledge, but then I got way too fucking annihilated and I just slur through the rest of it. But um, you, Primary Jumpmaster and Carolina, uh, Tony, you were one of the guys that I definitely caught on to once because, or first, because you are 
definitely a traditional style guy, it feels like. Um, but you were taking this leap into a platform that is normally for shaking asses and doing dances. And uh, you were dropping knowledge, uh, really good tutorials, and then uh, your really dark sense of humor, which I really appreciate. Like pine cones, pine cones are a huge thing with you. Yeah. Uh, anybody that doesn't agree with me can just uh, – I got a bunch of woods out behind me. There's some pine trees back there. They can pick up a pine cone, and you know what to do with it uh, if you follow my TikTok. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm kind of like you. I stumbled on TikTok, man. Yeah. Um, honestly, I got on TikTok. I got a herd of kids. I got a weapon squad over here. And my kids were on TikTok. And I got on it deer season before last, sitting in the deer stand with AirPods. And uh, let me tell you, TikTok's got an algorithm. Without ever posting a video, they know. So I'm mm -hmm. in a tree stand, and there was hunting video after hunting video while I'm in the stand. And I never posted a video. And then it come time to fish, and I started seeing fishing videos. And I was like, okay, let me throw something out there now. So they got it going on. I think TikTok's the – it's a future platform for fishing. Wow. Yours did that automatically? I showed up on TikTok, and it was Divorced Dad and uh, other weird things. I had to, like, go through it. <laughs> What did, it, what did it know that you didn't at that point? <laughs> I don't know. It read my blood pressure. Uh, yeah. Your guess is as good as mine. No, but it, 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 it's really good to see you out there. Again, you are uh, not a fad guy, I will say. Like, you don't run the uh, – like, you're not running the trends. You're, you're, you're putting out solid information like uh, – I'm actually about ready to release a whole video on like how to make content about fishing, but, but you cover, Paul says it all the time, uh, rest in peace, Paul, uh, on his trip in Ghana. But, uh, <laughs> you, you say, or he says it all the time where you need to be, you either need to be entertaining or you need to be educational and you cover that educational, but then that little, uh, pine cone sense of humor comes in where you, uh, like clap back right at those, uh, haters, uh, I like I fucking love your channel. It's great. Yeah. The one I don't get is the hate for uh so the whole thing, if you go on my channel with a lot of why are you posting while you're in uniform and this and that and the other. And a lot of it is just I come home from work and I'm I'm scrolling through TikTok at work all day and I see something, I'm like, Oh, okay, I'm gonna do a video on this. And mm -hmm. uh if you watch my TikTok, you've seen my shop where I keep everything hung up on my tackle. And I'll go right from work and do a video real quick or before work. And then instantly the hate comments. But I love them. I mean, it, it gives your channel traction. So I'll take every one of them. But uh, I don't understand the hate for the uniform comments. But I'll keep doing it. I was in the Boy Scouts, too. So I, I, that's the thing. I will say it, it is really weird. I saw a lot of those comments where. So, like, I mean, if you guys don't know, Jumpmaster <clears throat> currently serves. Um, and we thank you for your service. Uh, I said this in the other recording. I'm going to drop it again. Uh, enjoy your lifetime of Appleby uh, free dinners on November 11th. But uh, like you, uh, but you don't mention your military service, right? You just happen to be in uniform, and, and and you can tell. And I like that. Like Carolina, that's what drew me drew me to your channel too, right? Like you guys are hitting them off the cuff. There's no planning. You guys are like, I mean, I'm sure there's planning, but it doesn't seem like it. Like you guys are hitting real like reactions and when i first saw your shit like i was like yo this guy's just coming home from work he's got some responses he's sitting on the ticky talks yeah i work you know um just like i do in uniform as well 
Um, and he's coming out responding to it. But then there was a lot of hate and a lot of really like uh, confused people on uh, what we can and can't do in uniform. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that, that was some crazy shit, man. And a lot of people were like, you don't even serve. That's so disrespectful. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, the Stolen about? Valor one. That's the one that really oh, gets that's... me is the Stolen Valor. I'm like, that's okay, my favorite. I'll, I'll roll with it. I mean, little do they know, we do this for the meal. We do this for the 11th, right? I get up. I go to IHOP. I'm getting a free meal. Leave a generous tip. Then you go to Texas Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. Then you turn around and go to Applebee's for supper. That's what it's all about. That's that's what oh, yeah. I do it for. I do it for the meals. You just cornered every old guy who served uh, two years in the military and uh, yeah. was just doing it the for retired the meals The retired specialist. The retired spec four. <laughs> that's the best, I, right? This is, it's a total side note. Like, uh, everybody knows I'm about to retire, so I was like, fuck it. I guess I'll join the Coast Guard retiree Facebook page. Um, such comedy gold. Such comedy gold. Oh, yeah, there's a whole retiree page for Coasties, and uh, it's just dudes raging about the Coast Guard, and they're like, oh, it's such an embarrassment. I served two and a half years in the Coast Guard in the 70s, and look what it's become. And I'm like, dude, you're not even out of MOS school in two years. What the fuck are you talking about? Like... All 27 of you guys on there ranting. All 27 of you. Dude, it's either that or people upset because Ace Hardware doesn't have a Coast Guard flag. <laughs> uh, do they at least offer a discount for you, though? Uh, no, actually, actually, Ace doesn't because they're a uh, total side note. But their their company policy is, is skewed, so they only offer DOD. And because the Coast Guard is not DOD, we don't get a discount there. Oh, yeah. fuck. I, I usually don't use them because uh, – so Lowe's I never it, use them. Lowe's wants you to go get on a computer, put your email in, and I'm like, look, the $1.27 I'm going to save is not worth your spam email. It's yeah. 100%. Um, yeah, I, I barely use military discount, but – but that's beside the point. I want to know how you got into this uh, this fishing game. How long you been fishing? Uh, so really, I grew up dirt floor poor. So fishing and hunting for me, and I got ancestors rolling in their grave every time I'm on the front deck of this Triton and I throw a bass mm-hmm. back in a lake. Um, because for me growing up, that was that's what we did living. Was I lived on the lake, grew up on Caddo Lake. Um, and we fish. Where's that at? What food. state? That is a Texas, Louisiana lake right on the border. Phenomenal okay. fishery. Um, a lot of double digit bass. Um, but no, growing up for me, fishing wasn't uh, competitive. It was a lifestyle, I guess. I didn't really get into p- competitive fishing until I was in the military. I always followed competitive fishing, bass masters and such, but I didn't know. Uh, how to get into it or anything like that until later on in life. But my whole life, I, I, I've spent fishing and hunting. And so you joined the military, and uh, if I remember right, um, from looking at you in 92, right, is when you first enlisted? No, no. I come in. <laughs> I might, so my hairline looks like I joined in 92. But I joined in 05 or 06, sometime like okay. that. Um 
And I think I'm I'm not far behind you. I'm about three years to my retirement. So I'm I'm counting down. I'm ready. DD two fourteen alumni. I'll, I'll be there soon. Hey, I will get one of them blank. Uh oh. We've lost him. Nope, I had an alarm go off. I will get there a uh, DD two fourteen blanket. Is I'm talking about. I'm doing my DD. I'm signing it. I'm getting one of the DD two fourteen blankets, and I'm gonna yes. wrap up in it. And I'm gonna think about everybody going on long runs and stuff like that. Uh, you, I'm gonna go you, far you away know from this as I can. You, you know what's funny is, uh, so I I don't know how you guys do it in the army and the coast guard. We have a thing called a page seven, right? And it's like a uh, derogatory administrative remark. Right. It's like when you get in trouble and you get written up. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. We have a counseling statement. Yeah. Gotcha. Same thing. Uh, so uh, at 19 and a half years, I have a fucking jacket full of them, like full of them. Yeah. What are you going to so do plan, with at this point? <laughs> so the plan is, is we've got them. I'm going to have a, my DD-214 in the middle of an, uh, a quilt and then all my like shitty administrative remarks around it. Just That's to signify that idea. you can that that you can make it to the end, right? Like, I mean, I've got shit of like, uh, you know, Petty Officer Kasangwe didn't wake up in time for watch because oh yeah, he was asleep in a stable. That's a fucking real thing I have. Um, that's a whole nother story. Uh, but yeah, just all the dumb shit that I've done as a a youngster that I was able to get to the end. Um, oh, you ain't still doing it. I'm still doing it, man. <laughs> Listen, I'm so listen, I'm so close. I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep it. Uh I got four months left. I'm trying to keep keep myself hey. Oh, that's hey, the only to the, go out, man. Come on. Yeah. The only one I've heard that might be better than that is I worked for a GS guy. Mm-hmm. He's retired army. And he has uh he's a GS fourteen or fifteen. He has uh his article fifteens hanging on the wall. He's prior enlisted. And he's surrounded yeah. by officers, and they all have their diplomas on their wall in the office. I love he it. He's hung up his Article 15s, all his UCMJs on the wall. Yeah. I thought so, that was so, I've so been, that might uh, be what I'm going to do, UCMJs. I've been UCMJed uh, three times, right? And uh, my plan is to put them in my bathroom as the uh, Hall of Fame. So when you come to my house and you use my guest bathroom and take a shit, you got to look at all the times that I was shitty. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's good reading <laughs> material, too. That's right? very good reading material. Listen, some of them are uh, in my younger days. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if you guys all go to the Patreon, uh, shameless plug, I'll I'll tell you the dirty truth in four months. Um, oh, man. Yeah, we'll have to talk after this. I got to come. But what, what, uh, what drove you? And you said you joined the military and then you got into competitive. What drove you to that competitive side? Um, honestly, I watched a lot of, uh, I always watched elite series and I watched FLW. Um, <clears throat> we're around the same age, but, uh, competitive fishing wasn't a thing in school. And right. then I started seeing Jordan Lee. I had, I didn't go to high school. I got a GED. So I went to eighth grade, but uh, oh, man. we didn't have, we didn't have, <laughs> yep. uh, high school fishing when i grew up i wish mm-hmm. i tell people all the time if high school fishing and youtube was a thing when i was coming up i'd probably be there right there's no way i'd be in the army i wouldn't be putting on the uniform uh putting mm-hmm. on a workout uniform and running down the road at 5 30 that's for damn sure uh i'd probably be out in this bass boat somewhere uh but i i'm glad that's a thing now um here in tennessee uh, I'm at the old ladies right now. And here in Tennessee, they're doing like middle school fishing now. 
No oh, shit. I wish that was the same. A principal could have came to me and said, hey, you got to have straight A's to be on the fishing team. I'd have had a 4.0 with a quickness. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad we're going in that direction. Um, but no, it was just watching FLW. And uh, I think I sent, I uh, text Carolina the other day and sent them a link to uh, there's a chance FLW used to have a show called Circuit Breaker. Yeah. And it was, was very raw. Yeah, it's a very raw show. It shows uh, it shows not just the tournament that you would see on TV. It shows the prep, the travel, and stuff like that. And that's what really, really got me into it is watching that. Yeah, you're saying dudes like kissing families goodbye, getting prepped up, hitting the road, yeah. not having a good you know day at the tournament, all that shit. Yeah. It- it shows ups and downs. You're not just watching who made the Sunday cut, who's in a boat by themselves. You're watching somebody finish in 98th place. The crash and, uh, and burn, triumphs as well. Like, and it's important to kind of see all that together, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's anybody that uh, – and a lot of people, like I sent that to you. Anybody that talks to me about tournament fishing – I always send them that link, and I'm like, man, watch this. Like, this will really break down tournament fishing. I wish they still ran that show. They should move it over to MLF and run that show. But, uh, no, so when I got stationed at Fort Knox, I jumped into BFL when it was still FLW. um, And I really wanted to go way out of my comfort zone. So I was in Fort Knox, Kentucky. And I looked on the map at the different regions, and I said, okay, I'm going to go fish the Buckeye Division for a season. And let me tell you, the guys that come out of Ohio, anybody listening from Ohio, them guys know how to struggle. I'm talking, you'll go out there for seven days of practice and catch five bass. It is a grind. The uh, the Shrylock Shry- brothers, they came out of there. Wheeler yep. came out Bill of the Buckeye Lowen. Division. Bill, Bill Lowen, Lowen came a couple yeah. of times. He fished the really? BFLs with us on uh, Tanner's Creek, and I watched him zero on Tanner's Creek. Yeah, and that that really Bill Lowen's one of those guys see. that uh, like I'm a, a swim jig guy, right? Like Bill watching yeah. Bill Lowen with a swim jig, and then him talk about like uh, how, how the struggles he has on that Ohio River is uh, fucking intense. Man. I didn't know the Strylocks were out of there too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're both out of there. I'm going to tell you, the hardest fishery in the world. I've been everywhere and fished. The hardest place mm-hmm. I've ever fished in the world is on the Ohio River. Tanner's Creek and Maysville, Ohio, or Maysville Kentucky on the Ohio River. Them are uh, the hardest places to fish. You want to grind out. I'm talking you'll catch a three-pounder, you win big bass, and probably place and get a check. That's how hard it is. That's fucking crazy. And you say that was the first year you went and fished that? The yeah, so season? the first year, yeah, the first year I went and fished it, uh, we fished a few small lakes. Uh, we fished Ohio River twice. I made the top 40 or whatever it was you had to make to regionals. And the stars did not align for me. So for regional championship, we were sent to Potomac River. I'm not a tidal fishery guy. Um, I did okay there, but. Uh, I was way out of my element. I didn't know a damn thing about a tide chart. And then I, you do have cool guys that you travel with, that you'll hang out with, that'll show you some things and tell you a few things. Um, 
Actually, I was on a uh, live feed with Brian Thrift, and he just caught a check on the Potomac. And I was in the comments on their uh, live show. I forget what it was called. Uh, Let's Talk Fish. And I was like, hey, I'm going to Potomac for regionals. And he shot me a couple of tips that helped. But sure. it, it, it's a grind. It's a grind out there. For me, it was. Um, but I, uh, I, I think that you need those to Those title fisheries home. will humble you. Those title fisheries yeah, are, uh, I mean, that's my, like, like that's my thing, right? Like, I, I'm really, uh, uh, like, I, fuck it, I'll say it. I'm really good at title fisheries. I'll fuck up a title fishery. I'm awesome at it. But put me on a lake as I went back home a couple or fuck, we're at almost a month ago I was back home, right? I fucking skunked out on a lake. Title fishery, I banged them out all day. No fucking problem. I banged them out faster than uh, a gentleman's strip club on a pork call. Hell yeah. No, the title <laughs> fishery, there's a lot of timing. There's a lot of you need a fast boat to run. There was two ways people were doing it. They were either hauling ass, chasing the tide, or they were sitting in the spot waiting yeah. for the tide. It was just, I didn't know anything about that. I had an idea mm-hmm. about it, but I didn't know. Um, and then we had like the lowest tide ever because of a storm. Ah, uh, that's such a blowout tide will fuck you up every time. Like those blowouts just disturb everything. Yep. There we go. I got a uh I got a boat stuck where we're practicing all my water left and I had to fly by the seat of my pants. But there's real cool guys if anybody wants to get in the mm-hmm. Phoenix BFL. That's a great way to start. Um, I didn't start as a co-angler. I went straight in as a boater, you know, just knowing how to fish. Um, but it's a, it's a great way to start, even if you don't have a boat and you just got a little bit of gear. I've got some wild co-angler stories of some guys just showing up with a Walmart sack and a spinning rod. So anybody can do it. <laughs> so what were some of your Right as long as they got that first right? gear. Yeah. Like, the goals – so for me um, – FLW, when it was FLW, I had a bad taste in my mouth for MLF for a long time. So the first year was great. Uh, Regionals didn't work out. My goal was just to make it to regional championship, right? If you make the top 40, you go to regional championship. You don't pay an entry fee. Um, And then the top five from regionals go to the All-American. They don't pay an entry fee and everybody gets a check. And then whoever wins the All-American gets a free ride to FLW. Um, the next year, same thing. But what put a bad taste in my mouth was uh, MLF buyout of FLW. So a lot of the guys I fished with there from different regions, some of them guys actually qualified for the Forestwood Cup, qualified for a ride on FLW Tour, MLF bought it, and they were like, hey, we don't have to honor this no more. And that mm-hmm. kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. And I was like, man. I mean, I wasn't one of them guys that won the All-American or made it to the Cup, but – I could only imagine what them guys felt when who knows how long they was working at that and made it to there and it got bought out and they were like, well, we don't have to honor this because making it to the Forestwood Cup was 10 grand, whether you caught a fish or not, you know, people were counting on that. And then they turned around to them same guys and was like, Hey, if you want to give us 63,000 in entries, you can come fish the tour, (laughs) you know, after they ripped them off. Yeah. But it's getting better. It, I will right. say that uh, MLF has improved it every year since. Like the first year, I thought it was terrible. People were calling it the mini little fish league. By people, I mean me. I thought it was terrible. Yeah. I was like, anybody Yo, Jacoby, can go out there and catch a bunch of worms. 
<laughs> Listen, Jacoby Wheeler was cashing checks on one pound bass. And it, it, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. It was insane. I, I like I, the way they're going. I like I, the way they're going with it. I, so I, I have a, a, a maybe unpopular, obviously, right? Because I called him Jacoby. I, I think, yeah. so, so one, their production is way better than Bass, right? Like their production yeah. is phenomenal. I wish yeah, Bass would like there. step it up. Right? Yeah, the Elite Series needs to do their camera deal. They, they really do. But I, uh, I was actually an early onset guy of like, I like MLF and, and maybe it was the production value. But when I watched that whole first year go out, and I watched Jacoby uh, fucking, you know, win the whole fucking thing by win six one of them in bass. a row. <laughs> right, six of them in a row with a Ned rig, a Guggen Bates yeah. Ned rig at that. Right, uh, yeah. win that whole. Don't get fucking me started thing. on Guggen, bro. Listen, we'll fucking get into it. It's bass and bruise, bro. This <laughs> is uh, <laughs> down. Uh, but um, like we like once I saw that after the first season, I actually switched back to bass. I. Like, I understand what they're talking about, the, the, you know, the maybe the better angler. But I personally think you have – there was a couple times in MLF where you would have drama at the end where a dude would get on a flurry and just start pounding two-pounders, right? And I think it was Brian Thrift who did that to win um, the uh, – uh, what is it? The yeah, Redwood the Cup. the second year. Oh, no, the second was, year, uh, right? Oh, yeah, no, who no, was that? That was, uh, that was the first year, and that was uh... – Dang, he's a – I can't think of his name right now. But you know what I'm talking about? Like at the It'll end, come to me in a minute, hour, yep. In the last and it was hour, in, it was it in Wisconsin on the Mississippi River, Lacrosse. Absolutely. I can't remember his name, but it was in Lacrosse, Wisconsin, Square Bill. But and, – and, I mean, and, and that was exciting, right? But as a whole, again, there was a lot of dudes, and I know they changed the rules, which is good. I actually yeah. moved back to where I like their traditional five better. I think it's well, – so A Train knows I went to the MLF here on Watts Bar. We went out and fished mm-hmm. around, messed with the guys. Um, and I've been to a lot of elite events, a lot of FLW before it was MLF, the top FLW, but now they call the Pro Tour or something. Um, yeah. But there's something about bringing five big bass to the scale, right? Nice. Like you got crowds there, you got fans there. There's something about it. And that first year of MLF, when the guys that qualified for the classic left MLF to come back and fish the classic, yeah. you could tell who was going to leave MLF. Like when Ike come right. up there, I'm not an Ike fan. I've had some weird run-ins with Ike. I'm not an Ike fan at all. I know you're a Jersey. That's your people. Oh no no! <laughs> but oh, hold no. on, hold on. Everybody should revert back to uh, last week's episode. I explained my beef with him. I know. I'm, I'm just I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. But uh, but you can tell with them guys when they talk. G-Man, Ike, you can tell yeah. at that classic who was coming back. You can there tell. was I, – I don't know if you ever saw the clip with G-Man. He was uh, uh, Gerald Swindler, so he, he was sitting and uh, he was talking about the stress of it, right? And a lot of people gave him shit because he talked about – like he, he broke down on the water live on camera on MLF Live, right? He broke down about how he's catching good fish but not enough of them and wherever yeah. else. And he, and he just talked about the format. Maybe that's for some anglers, but when, yeah. when I could see a guy like I, I fucking love Swindle. I think he's fucking great. He's uh, everything that I like out of a professional bass fisherman. By that, I mean, he's uh, kind of white trash. 
but he's a fucking hammer and he's just a normal dude. And I love oh, yeah. all of that. You can have a beer. It's the Ricky Bobby. Yes, exactly. And he talked about it. And uh, I, like you could see, like this dude knows what the fuck he's talking about, right? I was one of those yeah. guys who wasted money and went to a Bass U like live, right? The best thing about that, though, was that he was there. And it was the fucking best. Like, I, I paid way too much money to do this fucking thing. I, I'd only been bass fishing for two years. And I was like, I'm going to learn from the pros. And they were all like garbage. Like, I got everything off of YouTube. But when he spoke, he spoke about like real shit. And it was like not scripted. Like, I can't remember what he was supposed to talk. I think he was supposed to talk about jig colors. And he just went into like, like real world shit. It was the best yeah. two hours that I've ever had in bass fishing. And uh, yeah, so watching him break down, I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, I, I don't know. I was so happy that he uh, got out of that. The great thing with him is he's got a lot of real world experience fishing, right? He'll tell mm-hmm. you the real stressors, the real. Mm-hmm. He did a speech one time about uh, somebody asked him, did he lose any big ones? And his daughter was graduating high school, like during the event. And he was like, yeah, my daughter's graduating today. And I was like, that's the real thing, you know. That's he good shit. Out. Um, a lot of, a long time ago, so there's a, I sent it to Carolina Thump, a big, like, nine-pounder I caught on Sharon Harris. We were talking about Sharon Harris a while ago. And if you look, for a long time, G-Man had this thing about positive mental attitude. And he talked about yes. wearing a rubber band on his wrist and popping it when he got mad. And in that bass yeah. picture that I sent Thump, I was looking at it the other day when I sent it to him. I had that rubber band on my wrist. And I did that for a long time, that positive mental attitude. Because you'll, you'll spin out out there on the water. You know? Oh, hell yeah. I think, uh, you, you, now that I think about it, that Bass U that I went to was that one. He was supposed yeah. to talk about jig colors, and he talked about pen, or, uh, positive mental attitude instead. They covered yeah, nothing about it, and I watched them do it live, and it was fucking amazing. I was a new fisherman, a bass fisherman at that point. Um, but I, that guy's the best. And to kind of rewind, you were talking about um, the behind-the-scenes shit that got you into it, right? Another yeah. guy who switched from MLF back to Bass was uh, uh, Palinuk, right? When he switched back, oh, yeah. his YouTube series is literally why I kind of started making YouTube. Like, watching him give the behind-the-scenes in a very, like, cinematic everything way the uh the trials when he was doing that road to the aoi series i was like fuck dude i want to do youtube like this right now i've never reached what he has but the same sentiment and then watching him come back to bass and he's fucking killing it this year on bass which i love to see we lost him for a minute that's all right in the meantime hey carolina real quick I want to say props to you. You covered as a co-host uh, an unannounced pee break. Amazing. <laughs> I do what I can, man. Like I'm the poor man's Paul, and I'm here to do what I can. I like how you uh, southern up your accent when you try to act like Paul. <laughs> well, I do. Hey, man, I'm from I'm from the Carolinas too. I just I, the, the accent never stuck. I got my brother sounds right. like Paul, and it just fuck. I can't hear. I don't know, man. You can't hear us? I can, it I can says anyone stuff. can hear or see you. I can yeah, see we can you. hear you and see you. Can you hear us? Nope. Drop back out. Drop back out and we'll bring him back in. 
So here's the problem, folks. When we deal with uh, these people from All the right, south, now. Have... yeah, there it is. We can hear you. Yeah, there you can go. Can you hear us? Nope, he can't hear. Nope. Listen, uh, you deal with these people from the south. They have garbage internet because um, they're not real states. It's um, it's. Hey, we're at the mercy of AT and T or Spectrum, and nobody wants to be put in that position. Is that still a thing, Spectrum? Dude, we can hear you perfect. Nelson, can you? Can you hear us? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, man. <laughs> We're not cutting the show. This yeah, I mean, this show's going out how it is at this point. Um, oh, yeah. We're not re-recording. We're, we're half an hour into it. Hope, I mean, we're going to get them back in. We're going to keep fighting. And guess what? All you awesome Bass and Brews listeners, hopefully, listen the whole way through. Yeah, money, We're going to give them a minute. Hey, we got Just a lot of ground load. over here. There we go. I we got do. you now. Hey. hey, he's back. Uh, but no, uh, I heard you say Paul in that. Um, yeah, I left it over there by the swimming pool. I was gonna say I got a uh, glide bait that's the size of Brandon Paul and that tied on. But, but I left it. <laughs> I was throwing it in a swimming pool. I just got a new uh, six cents draw for Father's Day. What's that? Was that the one you sent me a picture of all ago? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that thing's nice, man. Yeah, dude, it's hard to get one right now. Um, yep. I don't know where the old lady got it from, but I'm glad I got one. I tried to buy another one today at Watts Bar at a tackle shop, and they didn't have one. Have you tried online? Because uh, I know they just restocked. And uh, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there right now. If you guys are want to get any of those, talk to Mike Goes Fishing, big friend of the show, big friend of Swamp Rat Fishing. Uh, he's got a discount code. Uh, go reach out yeah. to him. And I know he's got his hands on some draws. Yeah, yeah. Well, you see my shop. I like to keep about eight of everything. So I need. I saw that. I need a few of them, man. Um, I love a glide bait. I love it. Um, I'm gonna throw one tomorrow. Do you fish them a lot? Is that a normal thing when you hit that summer pattern? Uh, I, I was talking to Thump about this today. I'll fish it, um, but I don't necessarily go out to catch fish on it. Um, I use it to find fish, kind of like live scope. Um, I'll throw it around docks and see what chases it and then follow up with something else. Um, but you'll be surprised to sling in a glide bait, how many fish you'll have, especially with live scope that you'll see following that thing that you can follow up with something else and catch them. So what's your, what's your follow-up bait for that? Like you've got a, a fish, uh, maybe not a live scope, right? Um, I know you're in a glitter boat. Most of the Bass and Brews fans are in little pa- plastic tubs. Um, hey, I got one there? of them too, but I use it for duck hunting. It, it's but no, um, for follow-up, what? it depends. Yeah. Um, if I'm fishing, it depends on the depth and where the fish is at. A lot of times, hypothetically, hypothetically here, floating dock, yeah. 15 foot of water. I mean, so I see them chase it. That means they come up kind of shallow. Um, I'll probably throw uh, like a trick worm, a zoom trick worm behind it. Okay. Give it a couple twitches and see if you get a blow up. But every now and then throwing the glide bait, you get a double digit or whatever your lake produces. Oh. You know? In Jersey, you're probably not going to pull up a 10, but you, know, you might get a four. Uh, that's I'll, something I'll else what, i learned in the military traveling like yeah coming from louisiana east texas you know you see a lot of 10s and 11s even 13s sometimes 
And then you go to Ohio, you catch a four and you come back to land and people were like, you're the man. And I'm like, bro, it's a four pounder. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, this is a while ago now. This is over a year now, right? Uh, I caught my PB in Jersey, my PB anywhere, right? It was a uh, one ounce shy of seven pounds. And I think the Jersey record is only a little bit over eight. So, I mean, this is a monster fish for New Jersey. Super proud of it. I post, you know, I do a whole fucking video. And I, I catch people some, like, five-pounders in the video. <laughs> dude, people are like, that's not even a fucking big one. And I'm like, well, fuck Oh, you, dude, I hate New that. Jersey. Fuck that. Yeah. So, like, so, I, I, I asked with that. I used to I'll be say that anybody, guy, anybody who trolls like that, I'm, I'm going to go out right now. I'm going to make a fucking bold statement on Bass and Brews, right? Anybody who trolls somebody who's in, like, Ohio, right, and they catch a five, and they're stoked about it, and somebody's like, oh, that's just a baby where I'm from. Obviously, you don't know a lot about bass fishing. You don't understand yeah. that, like, there's different yeah. bass to different lakes. Yeah, growing So you season. doing that, right? Exactly. So you doing that one shows that you don't know enough about the, the, the whole black bass family as a whole. And then two, it also shows that you're just a fucking douchebag. Yeah. Oh, I used to be that guy, man. I had no idea. <laughs> you know, I used to be that guy. Some guy was posting a three and a half and I'm like, come on, bro. What out? But what I still do is I hate when somebody's in a fucking farm pond and they right. post an eight and they're like at a golf course or something. And I'm like, dude, that's it's still a great fish. Don't get me wrong. But go do that on a pressured lake like Chickamauga. <laughs> it's just easy right like so yeah like, so jersey right so so my mind frame i i actually haven't i've only bass fished in pennsylvania and jersey that's it i didn't grow up bass fishing in washington state it just like we fish for trout and salmon and fucking halibut right we didn't fish for bass but growing up through when people are like uh fuck when, when they go like to these little like new jersey doesn't have a shit ton of water to fish the only water that you are fishing where I'm at in Jersey in the southern portion, it's super pressured. There are fucking, whether it's recreational boats or actual fishermen, there is tons of traffic all the time. And listen, if you can squeak out a limit, like most of our kayak uh, tournaments, if you can squeak out a limit, you're going to win. Easy. Because it is fucking hard to fish there. Um, That's Ohio so, yeah, BFL for you. Right. <laughs> Well, maybe I should fucking hit the pro circuit. I'm just joking because I suck at anything <laughs> no, that's not anybody title. can do it, man. <laughs> I think another thing is I think the stars have to align for you, right? Like there's definitely a grind in it, but some guys yep. I know, Gleason, he's one from where I'm from. He's on the elites now. And he kind of, don't get me wrong, the dude is a hammer. The guy's got more double-digit bass than anybody I know. But he kind of had things aligned for him. The Southern Opens came, and they were on home waters, Toledo Bend, and he hammered them. The guy's a Toledo Bend guide, and that's how he punched his elite ticket and his classic ticket, and I love the guy. But there's a thing, too. The stars kind of got off the line for you, right? Like, Yeah. There's um, a lot of that has to go right. It's almost like bass growing into double-digit bass. I mean, yeah, yeah. that shit, it's just astronomical. And I will God. say this, before I spent a lot of money my first year in the BFLs, I wish I would have looked late in the schedule. I looked like one event at a time, and I had that goal of making regionals, but I didn't care where regionals was at. And I should have been like, okay, I'm going to make regionals, but let me figure out a title fishery, right? Right. Or I should have been like, let me do this when regionals is on Sam Raber or something like that, you know? Um, it, it, but it, I mean, it's kind of all like a like when you do the professional thing. It, it's definitely all a 
I mean, the guys that are on there are great fishermen, right? I'm not not going to shit on any of them, right? They're all great no, fishermen. No, they even, all punch even, their ticket. Yeah, but, I mean, some of them, obviously, you have to have the money to do it, right? It's super expensive to run even the BFLs or whatever they're called now, right? You, oh, like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it takes money to do that. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what I spent in BFLs. And I slept, uh, I got the cab on my truck, and I got a bed back there. Uh, the first year I traveled with just a travel partner, it was a co-angler, my boy Shadbird, shout out to him. Um, and I slept in the truck a lot. But mm-hmm. I would go there, and fortunately, I work at uh, USAC Cadet Command, and I could take leave. That was something I didn't know about the military. Is like, you can just take leave. Everywhere I was before this, it was like, hey, yeah. you're going to go on leave at this time. And then when right. I learned you can just take leave when I come to this place, I was like, okay, I'm a fish now. And uh, I would take leave and practice for three to five days and then fish a one. And it sounds crazy for a BFL because it's supposed to be a weekend series. Like, it's supposed to be the working man series, but it's not that. Like, them guys are coming after you. You need to get out there and practice, especially if it's not your home water. And so, what, what would – so, so – with how expensive these BFLs are, right? And I don't know if you still do them, but uh, what what to to, to kind of to pivot this to normally what we do on this show? What why haven't you gone to the kayak side then? Right, lower entry fees, uh, same competition. Uh, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm sorry, Carolina. That beats your question. Yeah, no, you're good. No, so that question is: I grew up on a lake. I might as well grew up on a fucking houseboat. But I didn't learn to swim until I was 20, 21. I was in ranger school when I learned how to swim. First time I ever swam in my life. So the last thing I need to be is in a little fucking plastic boat that can flip over. But no, I used to hate on kayak guys all the time. But let me tell you, y'all got something going on here. The last classic, I know you guys were probably like, what the fuck? I seen a kayak that sold for $24,000 at the classic. And they're they're kind of ruining your thing. Just like they're doing with bass boats now. Um, I was talking to Thumper today. I'm in the market for a new bass boat. And the lady finally called me today. And she's like, oh, we can get you one in October. And I'm like, what the hell? Um, Kayaks are going that way. So prepare yourself, man. Uh, It's ridiculous. I never thought I was going to see the day people put 12-inch screens on a kayak. Yeah, but if you look at who is placing uh, on, like, uh, KBF and the Hobie DOS, they're a lot of these guys, no, they're definitely not fucking in those, but they're in like the new canoe, right? Like, so, so I'm an old town guy and usually we're like right close to it, right? They're a cheaper version of a Hobie basically, but with a far superior drive because Hobie drives are garbage. But, yeah. um, uh, a lot of dudes are doing the new canoe, right? Cause you, it, they're cheaper to get into because they're, they're paddle only, but they're ready to be outfitted for an outboard or uh, like a trolling motor. That's the way to go. See, if you're I in control so, motor, like, you're cheating. Get out of here with nah, that. Nah, get kayak. the fuck out of here. You, you don't, don't even kayak fish. You don't even yeah, kayak fish. Get the I fuck have a out kayak. of here. <laughs> I have, me and Thumper talked about this. I have a kayak. Yeah. I have never got yeah. in it. I drug decoys <laughs> through the marsh with it, some duck right. decoys. I painted it camo, but I've never got in it. Hey, I've pulled it behind it. Let's uh, go just duck hunting next year. What's up? Oh, I'm down. Hey, we'll go out to uh, Outer Banks. That's the closest place you got that's good over there. Oh, but no, I uh, usually the most the most work my kayak gets is uh, when I take the kids, I'll tie it up behind the Triton while I'm got the old treks rolling, 
and they feel like they're grown or something. They're back there fishing on a kayak tied to the back of the boat. So I, I think I, – I don't know, man. You might want to take another look. Again, I know um, it's a totally different style, right? There's it's no different... running gun. There's no running gun in a kayak, right? There's a lot yeah, of homework no. that's – there's a lot of homework that you have to do ahead of time. But you know, I think uh, co-anglers are will make good kayak fishermen. Co-anglers would be good with that because they're kind of stuck and stuff and – that's a hard grind. Co-anglers would make good I, kayak fishermen, I think. I, I, so, I you know what? That. No, I'm, I'm going to argue that one. So here's the reason I'm going to argue that one. So a co-angler, you're kind of at the whim of your, your boater, right? But as a kayak angler, I think you have to be more in tune to map reading and prior research because we can't run and gun, right? That's Once we true. get on that body of water, we can't run and gun. So you have to use historical, which means like, Listen, YouTube, Instagram, all that shit to figure out what's going on and then reading a map. You've got to figure that out because a lot of guys like like Paul, Paul barely, and he's not a good kayak angler. Thank God he's not on the show. But he, he doesn't pre-fish a lot, right? But he does really well when he goes out because he does the uh, the off-the-water study. As a kayak angler, you yeah. gotta do more of that. Like as a maps, the whole fucking shebang, man. And and I feel as a co-angler, you have an excuse of why you're shitty is you can blame it on your your angler. Oh, right? see, you're just you're just pulling the excuse. Every co-angler that doesn't catch a check, they blame their boater. Everyone that For doesn't sure. catch a check blames their boater. Every For sure. No, but I I kind of agree with you. But they're limited to tackle. I'm not going to lie. The amount of rods and tackle I load up in this boat, it, yeah. it will be hard for me to go from. Because what, what do you guys put, four rods, and y'all have them sticking straight up? I would be I, hanging I, them rods all day long. Hey, I bring eight. Eight. Oh, I damn. Eight rods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would be fine with eight sir. rods, but y'all got them sticking I'm gonna say, up. Carolina, Carolina, you're in a smaller boat, too, right? Oh, I'm in a 10-foot uh, kayak. And I got it loaded yeah. down. And it's still within weight capacity. I'm and, not, and, you know. and I would say, Tony, you said about the stand-up. I'm in a uh, Old Town, right? So I'm in Old Town uh, Topwater uh, 120. It's now That's called the Sportsman 120. Uh, but it's a pedal boat. drive. No, they're amazing. But uh, I fish standing up a lot. You can stand oh, up yeah, the whole time. You're, you're in the Coast Guard. You can swim. I, I stand up all day long. I, I'll skip. Dude, I do it all. I get up there. Yeah, I, that's why you got a PFD, Tony. You'll be all right. Yeah. Put a PFD on. Yeah, I don't, that thing stays pl- hooked to the kill switch back here. I'm not standing <laughs> up with that thing on. <laughs> no, wait, aren't you airborne? Catch- Hold on, aren't you airborne? Oh yeah, I've done some water jumps too, but I got, I'm I'm inflate much it before I get down to the water. <laughs> Dude, I can swim. I tell people all the time, I I can swim, but it's, I don't know. 30 yards i'm definitely not saving nobody like if you want me to come out there and get somebody no i'm good dude you'll be all right in a kayak i i I really do i don't know i'm 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 trying to i'm on this new kick right i figured this out last week i'm on the new kick of trying to convince all these boat guys who talk about how bfls and the local tournaments are too expensive and they really are with gas prices and everything else super expensive right fucking crazy listen for a boat that's really tricky that's yeah, like, kayaks, uh, well, I mean, that's, oh, I mean, 350 is about the same for a kayak, actually. Like, yeah. uh, the whole but no, well, actually, I think start, it might be more. But when you talk about hauling a boat there, gas on oh, a yeah. boat, 
it's it's almost two hundred dollars for me to fill a boat up. It, it depends Listen, on where for, you're fishing. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some places where I'm like, I'm gonna go hammer out a limit next to the ramp, yeah. depending on how practice was. But if you're going to dude, Erie, dude. like I fished a BFL on Erie, I, and That's this is before gas went up. This was last year before gas went up, and I was I was burning a hundred dollars a day in gas on Erie. So. Uh, Listen, as a kayak fisherman, uh, usually gas costs me about uh, $30. It's tw- uh, $20 in packs of cigarettes and $10 in Red Bulls. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a monster guy. But, um, no, I'm not opposed to it. I love what the kayak game's done. Um, it's definitely brought a lot of people into the fishing world. The more, the better. Um, I do a lot of hate on Guggen. But the one thing Guggen did that's great is they have brought a lot of new generation to the sport. Now, yeah. does Guggen, apparently they have their own worm fucking farms. Um, if you go to Walmart, they got like Guggen McDonald's? red worms in a can. They got their own they really? factory. They got their own scale. They got their own rods. They got their own line. They're good at everything, apparently, if you ask a Guggen guy. They make fucking everything. All right. Damn. So, all right. So, so people of the show... Obviously, I have my stance on Guggen, right? And I think uh, both the guys that I have on the show tonight have both been in Guggen drama on TikTok, right? A little bit. I will say, what do you guys, and and I'm going to say this out here, right? But it's a company I actually love. But what what do you think about Sixth Sense? Love them. I'm an East Texas, Louisiana guy. Sixth Sense. Great. So Sixth Sense has uh, scissors. They have uh, eyeglass retainers. They have the same thing, right? Hey, man, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Hey. <laughs> as long as it's I didn't like know they had eyeglass retainers. I don't even know what that is. Oh, they, 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 the bands on the, the bands. Okay, like, yeah. like literally, you could go. No. So, so I will say. So, I love Six Sense. I uh, got Six Sense. Uh, Casey, come, come at me. I will pay you to sponsor my show. Um, I love Six Sense. I've been with them forever on a lot of things right like that clout worm is my number one bait i've ever oh, used yeah. and it's That's it's it. a stick worm that is actually completely different from anything on the market it's money they got their own mold. I, I just want people to be clear though like six cents definitely and we're talking about six cents not shitty uh motel six a whole different <laughs> six with a beer in um, a sink right <laughs> Uh, but realize, like, the marketing is different, right? And now I applaud Sixth Sense because they marketed towards a more accomplished and older angler. Yeah. While Guggen went for the kid who doesn't know anything about fishing. Yeah. So where Sixth Sense got me is the owner, right? This guy started Casey. in a damn college dorm, yep. buying up tungsten from China, capitalized on it, and started from the ground level. Now, I don't know how Guggen started. The thing that the problem with Guggen is um, you're paying for the clamshell their baits are in, and people will say Strike King's doing the same thing. But why not buy the original? Why buy the knockoff for the same price as the original, right? Like, right, that bandito bug. Yeah, that bandito bug is a knockoff of the rage bug. It's Um, least. I mean, this is since the beginning of time, right? right? This is since the beginning of fishing everybody's been knocking stuff off. Um, I've never owned a single Guggen product. Um, I haven't even tried them. I just know the hate they get. Um, I, what I, what's that? I, I fished a couple. They're Bandito Bug and uh, the Mondo Worm, as far as the soft plastics. I yeah. haven't really fished any of the hard baits. Um, 
But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just definitely a raid bug. I wouldn't be against trying them, but I, I will say I love the fact that Gugans brought a whole new personality and everything into the sport. There's a whole new group of guys here because of Gugan, right? Yeah, they have great YouTubers. They're they're out there and they're rolling deep, boy. I thought we was rolling with the Crips or something. They was like Gugan Squad. Like oh, you yeah, see them it, dudes at a boat ramp. They, TikTok. Holy shit! Hey, and bro, you see thing. them dudes at a boat ramp? They rolling deep, dude. They're like West Side. They're throwing up Guggen <laughs> gang signs and shit. Uh, but I love it, man. I love that they brought all these people here, and they're not the only ones that do that. Like Strike Kings making fluorocarbon now. Am I gonna buy it? I love Strike King. I'm not gonna buy their fucking fluorocarbon. I'll buy their crankbaits all day. I'll buy that uh, sexy dog and all that all day. But don't tell me you just jumped in the fluorocarbon game and you got it now. No, nah, I'm good. I will. I, I will say uh, I took again. Listen, Carolina, this is two unannounced potty breaks that if you have killed it as a guest host. So fucking props to you. It's that intuition, man. Dude, you're you on JRE just... level right now. This <laughs> is JRE it. level shit right now. So exactly. it, with, so with Guggen, so I have tried, uh, you guys both mentioned nothing but soft baits, never hard baits, right? So I have tried their hard bait. Their crank baits, I think, are, uh, I don't like their paint jobs. They uh, chip off way too quick, and I'm not even a big crank bait guy. Um, they chip off too quick. Uh, I will say as a, like, I pride myself on being a swim jig fisherman. That grass hero they have is a very good uh northern style yeah a very good northern style uh swim jig but let's let's rewind this you're not a big crankbait fisherman i'm not what no so uh north you know your crankbait time's not your crankbait time's limited up there uh so so even in jersey so we don't have a lot of natural lakes what what i normally fish so it's either tidal water or the lakes that I fish are actually old sand quarries, and they're, uh, I don't have hard structure. What I have is grass and muck and dead bodies to move around. That's oh, like yeah. my main That's thing. Close to my lake. Sopranos was burying people out there all the time, dude. Yeah. That's exactly where I live. I watched I'm it, in dude. the Pine Barrens. Uh, yeah, in the Pine Barrens. My favorite episode, by the I, way, Pine Barrens. Nobody knows more about Sopranos than me, by the way. Listen, but Jersey I, Devil I for life. shit out of uh, lipless crankbaits, man. Yeah. It, it's no, if you're, um, I, I'm with you, though. I, I, I'm yeah. with you, Swamp. The uh, Jersey yeah. thing with the crankbaits, that's yeah. like growing up, the in fisherman things. I'm a Southern guy, so the Yankees. Y'all remember the show mm-hmm. In Fisherman? I do. That well, guy did nothing but still, throw yeah. a fucking jerk bait, man. He was always yeah. like the walleye and yeah, jerk yeah. bait. So when I went up to Erie, that's the only thing I knew. I was like, oh, let me tie a bunch of jerk baits on. Let yeah, me get man. some spinning rods out. Fucking love jerk baits, so fucking love. I can't no. fuck with. I, I hate a jerk, bait. jerk baits anymore, dude. I, I fish with uh this year. I did wear them out on the jerk bait pre-spawn. Um, I, I had some good like forty fish days. Jerk baits, man. I love them. And this is why we're really fishing them. Go back to Thump. Uh, Thump, you just put a video out, or at least I just saw it recently, right? Where you talked about uh, somebody saying they don't like jerk baits, right? And, and you mentioned, is it because of the trebles? Oh, yeah. So that's... That guy, Cody. He said more so yeah. he's nervous about bank fishing with a jerk bait. And I don't blame him. I don't bank fish. I get that. 
with a lot yep, of. I don't bang fish with them at all. Unless it's a slow rising Rapala. There's a slow rising Rapala. So you yep. come on, man. Fix your speech here. In. Rapala, dude. Rapala, bro. It's Rapala. It's no, Rapala. it's Rapala, bro. Yeah. Go to their website. You got a Yankee. You're outnumbered here, Thump. You got a Yankee saying Rapala, dude. So when I was growing up, coming up in the South, if somebody said Rapala, or if they said Rapala or Bobber, you knew they were a Yankee. What do y'all call it? A Bobber or a Cork? A Bobber. That's my point. I I won. But it's It's Rapala. The only reason I know it's Rapala is because I've watched their fucking videos where these Swedish dudes call it Rapala. Like, it's... Hey, it's called a cork, okay? Because when they started this, they took a cork out of a moonshine jug, and that's what it's that's what it is—a cork. But uh, you know what's funny is actually, I'll take that back. I have called it a cork, and I've done it in YouTube videos. I only call it a cork if I'm crappie fishing. Yeah, see, I don't use one for white. Well, see, this is another thing. I didn't learn this till (laughs) army. I learned in Louisiana. We call every fish something different until I joined the army. We call it a sockalade. What do you guys call or white There perch. it is, a sockalade. Right? We call it a yeah, sockalade yeah. or white perch. Yeah. I like and that. Then, I like uh, that what, do y'all, what do y'all call hybrids? What do y'all call them? Hybrids? Uh, you got a name for hybrids? Bluegill. No, bluegill. We call that brim. But I'm talking about the hybrids yeah, yeah. with the stripes on them. What do y'all call that? Oh, that's a uh, hybrid. Uh... Well, we don't have those here, so. Most people call them white bass, but we always called them sand bass. And I was listening to the show the other day uh, here, and uh, y'all was on here rapping, and Paul said jackfish. That's what we jackfish. call it, but y'all call it pickerel. Well, we that's call it jackfish. the name. That's because it's the fucking name, chain pickerel. Yeah. <laughs> I never knew that, though. Like, I went until I was in my almost 30 fucking years old, and I was like, what are y'all talking about? I was like, it's a fucking jackfish. I was like, I, I don't know it. what y'all are talking about. I yeah, love uh, Growing up in North Carolina, we had crappie. We had any kind of sunfish was a brim, and then you had largemouth, and didn't have smallmouth near me. And then there were catfish, the three types of catfish. Yeah, They're you got flatheads, blues, and channels. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh... Yeah, the whole fish naming thing, though, until I, like, traveled the world and left Louisiana, I was in shock. I was like, what? What did you call that? You know what's nuts is, uh, you know what's nuts is the last episode. Everybody should go back. I know it's a little different from what we normally do, uh, but when we had Nick from Cast and Crank, right, we actually talked about saltwater fishing a lot, but he's in SoCal, and they fish calicos. You ever heard that? Like, No. Dude, so so I've heard. God damn it. Dude, uh, so 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 old dudes in New Jersey will call crappie calico bass. Like that's a common term, what? right? But they're what? dealing. Yeah, they'll call them. Yeah, nobody's call them ever said bass that instead of crappie. Nobody's ever said but, that in the history of time. But, but I always this, say crappie because Bill Dance said crappie, and my old lady's from oh, Tennessee, and I'm like, she's like, no, they're called crappie, and I'm like, you have to own crappie because Bill Dance, the man, called it crappie. So He's you have to own that shit. Yeah, I mean, you I have call to own him that crappie. I call him crappie, and I, I definitely had a story where my youngest caught one. And she's like, "What is this fish?" And I'm like, "Well, it's a crappie." And she goes, "Can I say a bad word?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" She goes, "Well, this is a crappie fish." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> well, that's another term for it, girl." All right, so let's let's say this: the best eaten freshwater fish. What do you guys got? 
Scrappy. All day, same. Mm, You're going to say walleye, right? uh, Nope, I'm going to say Brooke Trout. I don't even know what the fuck that is. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, we don't have that. My grandma got me into fishing, and that's what she she loved, Crappy. She she, loved him to death. I will say, so, like, uh, I'm originally from a suburb of Seattle, Washington, right? So I grew up uh, fly fishing for trout and cutthroats and all that shit, right? So I do think a brook trout from an actual, like, real stream in Washington is delicious. But I bet it is. I mean, but I if I had to pick something else, that. it's going to be crappie. Accessibility-wise, I, I think. Crappie. See, that surprises me because most Yankees say walleye. Like, I get in arguments with Yankees all the time, and they're like, dude, you got to try walleye. It's way better. And I'm like, I'll try it one I day. think you're confused. So when you say Yankee and you're talking about walleye, that's like northern uh, New York, uh, Wisconsin. Maybe. Wisconsin's uh, a big shit. one for sure. Right, I know. Uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio, Michigan, them guys right. are all about that. So I've spent, uh, obviously I grew up in Washington State. We don't have walleye at all. They're an invasive species. They're on the, like, lop their head off snakehead level. We don't fuck with that there. Yeah, nobody and knows then, it with snakeheads either, though, so. Uh, thankfully, they don't. Uh, they're starting to get away from that, thankfully. Um, but... Maybe that's a whole conversation after this. But in New Jersey, like, uh, walleye's not a thing either. So I'll, I'll fuck with crappie or uh, sea bass. Because we can get them in um, – we, we can actually get black sea bass in the tidal river, in the brackish water. Oh, like, nice. like where I Yeah, like where I fish, uh, if you hit it the right time, you're going to get largemouth. You're going to get jackfish. You're going to get crappie, bluegill. But you're also going to yeah. get striper that are running through, bluefish. And yeah. sea bass all pushing yeah. to the same spot. South Louisiana is like that. So you'll catch reds, speckled reds, trout, trout, bass. Reds Might go are out, something. Hit a rig, catch a grouper. Dude, reds are on my yeah. bucket list. Yeah. My, uh, Dude, this is the cool thing about reds. If you can bass fish, yeah, you can fucking go catch reds. You, you, you can, can go catch reds. Catch reds. That's what I. Yeah. Do. That's why I want to like, go out and catch them. My, my whole plan is when I get out, obviously I get out in November, right? So it's not a really good season. But that first spring, hopefully this new job, I don't start too early. And my plan is to actually like bum around uh, to all the awesome listeners and followers and fish their waters. And reds is like key. I want to go catch Carolina reds uh, because they, it just looks so, it, it looks so fucking fun. And you're right. It's just bass fishing, basically. You're yeah, out four months, so we can go during the fall. Yeah, we prime in the fall. In November, in November, yeah. then you then but, you swing by uh you swing by Fort Knox and we'll go hit uh well I would say Kentucky Lake that was the best we had close until the yeah. Asian carp but I still got it's some other places. Up, um, shit, what was the thing I wanted to talk about though? What did we just what did we just reference that I said we'll talk about that? I can't remember. The Goonies. The Goonies. No. Uh, Goonies. To- I was taking total- a video. Total side note, Goonies, I was stationed where that movie was filmed, and that was, like, the best thing ever. Um, I nerd out for that. That's one of my favorite it's movies. It's probably, like, the Christmas Story house. Like, you go see it real quick, and it's over. Like, Oh, no, that's it. There's a uh, – when I was there, it, it, it's in Astoria, Oregon. 
and it's not like a like a protected site. So there's a bunch of meth heads who lived in it. Wow, uh, when oh, I was nice. stationed there. Yeah. God, what was? Oh, I don't know. We're probably going to talk about jackhammers. Why everybody's like in a rage about how much jackhammers cost. Here it is. Get it. So, (laughs) so if you guys don't know, I posted a video on TikTok on the Bass and Brews. You guys should go follow it. Don't follow that swamp rat run. I don't do shit on that anymore. Now I'm just fully on this Bass and Brews. Um, But I posted a, a whole video about how jackhammers are overpriced, the most overpriced thing in bass fishing. But you didn't say overrated. Listen, Brewskies. Listen, Brewskies. He has no idea what he's paying for, right? (laughs) Like, I'll break this down. I don't. I I have no idea what I'm paying for. You're absolutely right. I I don't understand. If you want to know what you're paying for, I have an epic video on my TikTok. I think it's the last one I posted. Um, It's thorough. Go on there. I'll I'll break down what you're paying for. But I'm not saying anything's wrong with the chatterbait, right? Like it's worth six ninety nine or whatever you pay for a chatterbait. Yeah. I will say this: I remember when the chatterbait dropped, and I was like, I was buying them up around Toledo Bend. Like I didn't want anybody to have them. I thought it was the greatest invention of all time when the chatterbait came out. So it's I will not knock bait. the original chatterbait, right? It, there's a few baits that's come out in my lifetime that one's a whopper popper the other one's a chatterbait right like i can't think of any baits that came out that are more revolutionary 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 yeah them are revolutionary baits right everything else has been a knockoff of something that happened in the 60s or 50s but the jackhammer you're paying for the hook right you get a gamagatsu hook that is forged by samurais okay it's in the name gamagatsu samurais are folding metal to form this hook laser sharp that it has a safety on it inside the pack. Okay. You get a double wire keeper with your trailer. And this is my argument here. This is the biggest selling point of a jackhammer, right? You take an original chatterbait, whatever trailer you use. If you're using a Guggen trailer, you're going to go through 12 packs, but say you're using a good trailer, like a strike King rage menace. You're still going to go through one pack of trailers on an original chatterbait if you don't super glue it. With a jackhammer and its double trailer keeper, you are going to use the same trailer for like 10 bass. It's not going to wear out on you. Therefore, your cost transfers over on the money that you saved on trailers. And then what a lot of people don't point out is the head of a jackhammer, if you look at it, the whole, not just the blade moves, where the blades connected to the head shifts up and down and deflects off cover at least 10 times better. So you're not hanging them up as much. Yep. So you're saving money in the long run. You're paying for a quality product. But are you saying that it's 17 to $20? That's what that's worth. Uh. I will pay $17.99 for them. That's where I'm at with it. Hey, use who's talking G-Man? G-Man in the classic. When he came from MLF and fished a classic mm-hmm. and it was on Gunnersville, he went around and he said, I've been throwing a chatterbait like Brett Height all day. I pay $16.99 like everybody else for him. I got $1,200 invested in them. If this guy's slinging them and he's invested that much of his income on them, it's probably worth everybody doing it. 
maybe, but like if, if if you look at something like the the baby bullshit, right? From uh, my Buka, that thing is yep. actually cheaper than a fucking jackhammer. How the fuck is that possible? But I have also caught sixteen fish on the same jackhammer in one morning. And I haven't done that with the bullshit. I'm not saying it's not. It possible. definitely has a different vibration as well. Um, no, no, I'm not saying I, they're I, similar baits. I'm talking five. about craftsmen. No, no, I'm talking about craftsmanship put into it, right? The big thing that everybody talks about the jackhammer, right? It's that patent pending where there's no connection point to the blade, okay. right? That I'll get you it's there. right to the head. I'll get you there. I wouldn't put that. Well, you already put it out there. So mm-hmm. he might get a cease and desist. So I got a buddy. Uh, bite me baits of Kentucky. Shout out to my boy Chad. He got a cease and desist from him from Z Man. Mm-hmm. Doing something. They're the only fishing company that owns a patent on a damn lure, apparently. And well, if somebody it's that comes connection a- point. Yes. If somebody yeah. comes across my TikTok like Carolina Thump with this damn fake ass chatterbait with a split ring connecting it, I'm gonna fucking skip your video faster than shit, bro. <laughs> that is not a fucking chatterbait. <laughs> But I'll tell you what my boy Chad will do for you at Bite Me Baits of Kentucky. He will send you the best jig you've ever seen in your life, and he'll send you the blade that you yes. can put on it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen you that. I've seen that where small that. bait companies are getting yep. around that by doing that. Hey, yeah. you got to work smarter, man. you got to work hey, smarter. Hey, but let me tell you, Z-Man, they got lawyers like fucking Disney, bro. Yeah, they Them do. Them dudes will send you a cease and desist letter. You could be selling jigs to three fucking people on TikTok. They will send you a cease and desist letter quicker mm-hmm. than shit. <laughs> quicker than shit. Apparently. Listen, I still stand by it. I still stand by what, what I say. I think it's, I get it. Like, if you're fishing Bassmaster, all right, maybe you spend that much. But the average angler, I fucking think that you can still pick up as just as many fish. Uh, I think, Here, I mean, you can pick up thing. just as many, but you're going to go through... You can pick up just as many bass, but you're going to go through, if you're putting trailers on it, you're going to go through that number of trailers to equal the cost of a jackhammer. But there's companies that are putting the double wire, uh, the double wire keeper on their, on the back end of that trailer. I'm all for that. But are they putting a hook that's forged by fucking samurais? <laughs> and then blast I mean, anybody can produce himself. <laughs> anybody it, no fucking anybody can buy that fucking gamagatsu hook and put it on a fucking chatterbait yeah they that's true. here's the thing like, here's can, my one thing you can buy you don't have to buy every chatterbait you own has to be jackhammer i own yeah. every type of chatterbait there is and i just got a couple of extra i got the jackhammers and the jackhammer stealth but i got the big blade i got the original yeah. i got the freedom and I, I got like ten things. big blades. I haven't thrown the big blades Dude, yet. Somebody commented on are my the thing. Milk and titties, sir. You got to throw. I yes. still so, I got like uh, I don't know. I got ten or twelve of the Brian Thrift big blades a couple months yeah. ago. I hung them on the shelf. I haven't thrown them yet. Uh, I, I got a couple like in the box. Crawl, I haven't tied I, them. I on. mainly use the white and the black and blue, with a big old like space monkey kind of. I, I flip giant trailer. Yeah. A vertical jig. Oh. Oh, I'll bring up a great comment. Somebody uh, that I, I thought about it. A guy said, is a bass swimming up to a chatterbait and a jackhammer? Is he going to look at the chatterbait and say, oh, he didn't spend $16.99? Probably not. Nope. But it's definitely a different vibration. The hook's going to last longer. You're paying for a quality 
over i mean you're it's it's like are you gonna go buy uh shit coffee at the bx or px or the right. circle k or are you gonna go buy some fucking real black rifle coffee you know what i mean um are you gonna drink that fucking max Star Star yeah. yeah another proud sponsor of bass and brews black rifle black no, rifle hey where no it's not hey. no it's not i hate Should black be. rifle it, it oh should. man what i love black rifle coffee Listen, I'm going to give an uh, unpopular opinion. I think Black Rifle, uh, fuck, I don't know if I should do this on here. because Yeah, be they're sponsored. capitalizing on veterans. There it is. Uh, they are capitalizing on military I'll service, and I find that scummy as fuck, and then go fuck But this stuff. is the thing. It's veteran-owned, veteran-operated, um, and they, they hire like 90% veterans. Uh, they've even hired guys they brought back from overseas. I, I mean, they're I doing know. They're, they're doing, doing okay, okay work, but, but it's they're, definitely they're a cringy like it's, it's definitely a cringy guys, exploit there. Right, the same guys that wear five hundred one tactical gear in their <laughs> civilian life are also drinking yeah. black rifle. The the guys that used to wear <laughs> affliction shirts when Dane Cook wore them, they're wearing black rifle shirts now. Yeah, nah, I don't fuck with that shit. And the coffee, <laughs> uh, we talked about him earlier. Mike goes fishing. He, he's a coffee snob, and he drinks it. I think it's uh listen, I'll be the hipster I guess that I am. I'll I'll I, I just drink fucking Starbucks like I'm whatever. I oh, don't get me wrong, bro. I'll go into some Starbucks. They're on every base in America, dude. I'll go yeah, get me a uh what's that thing I get? A white chocolate mocha hot four shots, dude. I'll get down, bro. Dude, that's suspect. If, if they don't have their blonde roast, I don't fuck with it because it tastes like But I will asshole. tell you this. So I went to Starbucks the other day. The only thing I've ever ordered from there is the first thing I ever got was a white chocolate mocha. And uh, I that's went some Air Force day. shit, Tony. That's some Air Force shit. Oh, it is, dude. It is. Hey, it is raspberry. But, uh, but I get four I'm shots, bro. That makes it manly as shit. No, you it put doesn't. Four shots, that puts hair on the sack, bro. Listen, but, uh, you, you order if you order a white chocolate, you're in the space force. Get out of here. <laughs> I went in there the other day. The lady was like, "Oh, we don't have the stuff to make it." And I was like, "Fuck, what else y'all got?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't even know what else y'all got, bro." Listen, you got to hit that nitro cold brew. I can't do cold. It's like Guinness? coffee. That's oh, uh, that no. shit's good, man. That's I need that nitro. Like Holy no. shit! I need so regular is, black coffee. I need regular I black coffee or I need that bougie shit that Starbucks got. I do look like a bougie motherfucker underway. So underway, I bring about like, uh, I buy about 10 pounds of Starbucks and I have like a French press and I'm the guy doing oh, the French press. Okay. Yeah, dude. Listen, man. I'm g- that. Hey, dude, I, got dude, black rifle, I got the black rifle grinder and I just buy yeah. the whole beans. Um, but I just do black when it comes to coffee at home or whatever, but. I'll go boost I do Starbucks. I do cream. And again, fuck you, Tony, for calling me out because I had too much cream in my coffee on a fucking TikTok Oh yeah, I seen that. <laughs> Dude, that wasn't that wasn't coffee, bro. That was cream with a splash of coffee. Listen, that man, underway. Like that looked underway, like Almond Joy Creamer. Dude, what was underway, that Almond Joy Creamer? Listen, bro. It, it was almond creamer. It was almond. Like, I got to <laughs> protect the insides. <laughs> like I said, I'm hipster, even though I try uh, to fucking hide it. But that underway coffee, when a motherfucker like your E7 shows up, right? You, you know you had a bad day coming when the E7 shows up to make coffee before anybody else. Motherfucker shows up, 
and I watch them and I know what the regular, I know what the ratio is. The ratio is to make a pot of fucking coffee for us. Literally on the boat, it takes seven scoops of whatever coffee. And then I watch this chief show up and I watch him pile on 20 fucking scoops. That shit comes out like <laughs> diarrhea after Taco Bell, right? It's just fucking gnarly. And he's like, hey, that's how it should coffee, be. Man. Hey, the Navy that shit through a sock before you drink it. The little exactly. little did y'all know the Navy is the reason we call it a cup of Joe because the strongest mm-hmm. thing allowed on the ship was a cup of coffee, Correct. and the strongest dude on the ship name was Joe. Correct. I got that from the and AFN commercial. That is, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you got good info. We're gonna go total sidetrack. Good info because so we get AFN on the boat, right? Uh, the only info I've gotten from AFN is that the Navy beats their wives way too much. They oh, also man. can't control their liquor, and uh, they have strong they dip too I've much. seen that same commercial. Yeah, dude, it's, the AFN is nothing but a long safety brief. It's like, do you want to stop <laughs> dipping? Don't get a DUI. Are you kicking your dog and beating your wife? It's terrible. It's depressing. You watch AFN, dude, and you're like, fuck. I need to go to council. So dude, it's so bad. AFN's... Uh, uh, people don't know AFN is the Armed Forces Network. It's the uh, shitty uh, TV channels we get uh, when you're deployed. But like people, regular people complain about their commercials, about Viagra and some dude changing a tire on the side of the road. And now he all of a sudden gets a hard on and shit. Imagine <laughs> if you had to watch our commercials. Wait, 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 hold on. What fucking what commercial are you talking about? Dude, I've never seen that's that. Look up a Viagra though. commercial. Every Viagra commercial has a dude doing some man shit. The guy's carrying a Chevrolet <laughs> 350, dropping it into a Mustang by itself. He's changing a tire by itself on the side of the road. It's always some man shit. And it's like you got your old neighbor blowing his leaf blower at 7:30. Yeah. And then it's always the symptoms are always diarrhea. Like, why is that the first symptom always listed on every medication ever? Like, you want diarrhea? No. Explosive. <laughs> All right, man. So, Tony, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So, this is the part of the show that is, uh, listen, we're going to keep putting this out here. Uh <laughs> Fucking Paul keeps telling me not to say this, but we're, we're about ready to go to the segment that has sunk a podcast, uh, let alone multiple personalities, right? We're going to get into the shotgun round. Let's go. All right. I, I just want to make sure you're clear. This is unedited. Uh, I got to pull out the fucking iPad for this because I'm a rookie and I don't know how to do this properly. Paul needs to come back. Yeah, no, Paul, Paul has killed it. Um, but... Uh, this is a shotgun round. So here's what I want from you. We're going to ask these questions. This is like your, uh, you know what I mean? Your psycho, your military psychological test. I want oh, your yeah. first, I, I want your first honest answer first. Let's go. All right. You ready? Taxes or right. wag key? Ugh, What's God, that? I'm drunk. Texas. Texas, Texas or all day. <laughs> Texas and no taxes. I don't want to pay taxes. That <laughs> I'll throw a Texas rig, and I don't want to pay taxes. Let's go. I like it. Uh, Slow jam or hype music? Hype music. Fuck Love it. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Fuck no. Fruit does not belong anywhere near meat, and if it's pizza, it's got to have meat on it. All right. Well, we're going to end the show because he said the wrong answer. Fuck off. (laughs) Uh, uh, 
Crocs or flops? Crocs, because I can put them in four-wheel drive, baby. Let's get it. My man, my man. There we go. Do you eat largemouth, yes or no? No. No. Have you ever eaten a largemouth? Yes. Grew up on have you? Have you ever eaten a largemouth? I'm going to expand on this question. Have you ever eaten largemouth over three pounds? I probably have. I'd have to say, yeah. Four pounds. Uh, nah. My ancestors didn't know how to catch no fucking four pounder. I'm great. <laughs> I, 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 I raised that level up. Exceptions. All right. Great. All right. You got a three-hour session of fishing. Would you rather catch five two-pounders or one seven-pounder? Am I in a tournament? Or is this just five listen, hours fishing? Listen, motherfucker. This ain't a political show. All right. Give me one seven. Give me one seven. All right. There Because at is, least if you don't is. cut a check, you get the oohs and ahs at the boat ramp, baby. And it looks oh, good on TikTok. Fuck yeah, yeah it does. Uh, have you ever eaten beaver? Uh, I ate Nutrirad. It's kind of like a beaver. <laughs> All right. And I've ate pussy. I'll... That's what a beaver. <laughs> <laughs> That's the TikTok clip we're putting out. Um. <laughs> Do you know anything about hookset hoodlums or no? Hookset hoodlums, a little bit. All right. Do you Do you know who the owners are? No. All right. So, since you're uninitiated, we'll break it down. So, the hookset hoodlum <laughs> owners have a uh, monthly, or I'm sorry, yearly challenge. Whoever uh, out of the owners, whoever catches the biggest fish. Uh, gets to carry around a WWE style fucking wrestling belt. Oh, that's fucking epic, dude. Oh, it's fucking off. Not only that, but they're pro staff members, which, uh, fuck, do we, uh, I don't know if it's confirmed yet, but I'm going to tell you right now, by the time this comes out, this man over here, Carolina Thump, will be a member of. Who the who? Well, if you're trying to get that belt, you need to go hit Sharon Harris, bro. Well, well, so so here's the thing for uh, Hookset Hoodlum pro staff members, uh, and that's promotional, not pro, as we're clear on this show. Uh, They do give out. They do give out a fucking trophy. Uh, you guys can roll back a couple of months ago. I finally got mine from last year. Um, but this year we're doing it by length. But last year I fucking won a trophy. And they l- listen, this fucking hooks at Hoodlums is the shit. They literally, no cost to me, sent me out a fucking trophy that I had to move everything off the mantle, all my kids' pictures, oh, all, all the wedding kids. pictures. And I put this fucking trophy because. The hoodlums are full of sticks, and I beat those cats all year last year. I have a question. If I were to yeah. win this, can I unify it with my Intercontinental title, my WWE? Oh, fucking – I mean, absolutely, right? You you Fuck might have yeah. to go up against Lock, uh, Lockwood Fishing and his ball Ooh. shots to get through it. But uh, We'll see. Harris Lynch don't treat the good. <laughs> I got you right, some points, bro. Tony, you, you might not know him, but just based off the names, who do you think is going to catch the biggest bass? Is it going to be Drew, Ken, or Mild Bill? Well, Ken, that's a Barbie character. <laughs> Drew, that's a little half-assed. I will go with the Bill because a Wild Bill, so I'm going with Bill. Well, he's not wild. He's definitely mild. <laughs> well, I'm going with Wild just because of the name. I mean. I like him. Yeah, Drew and Ken, those, that's you just... You got to get those guys another nickname, man. Everybody keeps picking Bill because he's got a cool nickname. Yeah, the Yo. Ken doll thing, that throws it off, man. I can't I can't go with that based on names. 
I mean, he's got another name. It's Underwater Robberies Online, right? Like the, the namesake of the hat. But I love uh, the response because that's fucking perfect. Um, and, uh, and then also another like inside baseball. Do you know who Alex Rudd fishing is? Yes. All right. So uh, is Alex Rudd over or underrated? Oh, man, I got to pick over or under? Yeah. I'm going to go over if I got to pick. <laughs> I got to do it just because I'm a savage and I'm I'm trolling the trolls, it. baby. I love it, bro. But if I got to pick one, I'm going over. I like it. I like it. Uh, Alex, uh, you probably don't watch anymore, but uh, there we go. You got it over I, finally. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I listened to him when he was on here and the hook sets. But based off podcasts, <laughs> I can't say who's going to catch what. But I'm going off of names. Drew, I mean, that name's mediocre. I mean, it's got a little power. Ken, that shit's at like 2%, bro. That's down there. I think of a four-door Barbie Jeep if you say Ken. So I got to remember to clip this one for the promos. All right, and here's the most important question. So we, we've been doing Bass and Brews for uh, over a year now, right? And this was actually the first uh, – so when I first came up with Bass and Bruce, like it was super structured. It was kind of a bullshit show. It was very much like I'm going to answer. I'm going to give you a question and then you answer, right? It, it wasn't the free form thing until I brought Paul on the show. But free the one thing the way was, to go. Yes, exactly. But the one thing that I carried over and that we've done since the second episode of Bass and Bruce is this question. Every fisherman loves a great sandwich. What are your top three sandwich proteins? Salami, pepperoni, and then to throw some American in there, I got to go with ham. No, oh, I fucking love it. That's Damn. a solid answer, man. Listen, Y'all we've been had some, some uh, answers here lately with the pastrami, salami. Bro, all since you brought up sandwiches, why do when I go to Subway and I order the spicy Italian, why do they ask me what kind of cheese to put on it? Because oh, there's only pepper one pepper. answer. They're literally no. obligated to. No, what? it's fucking provolone, bro. I lived in Italy for four years. There's no, one dude, kind it, of cheese that goes on an Italian sandwich, and it's provolone. No, but you I asked for a spicy Italian sandwich. So, so you want provolone or soprasada? Salami. Sopra. Sopra. That's Sopra. But. Good you you asked why everybody upgrades. So I don't know if people are listening to this show more. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what. We've had some doozies. And I love to call back to them. Specifically, Delirious Angler. I fucking love that dude. But he said cheese as a top three protein. Get the fuck out and of here. <laughs> and then Bailey uh, from Serious Angler said spinach. Fucking he instantly fuck got Get the fucking fuck out roast. of here. <laughs> But but what's real? So if we're not going sandwiches, what is your, well? I say boat snacks, but your kayaks, yeah. your kayak snacks. What y'all got? Honey buns. Not bad. Honey buns. Honey okay, buns. So I, I do uh, peanuts, like uh, dry too. roasted peanuts. Yeah. I gotta yeah. have some of my blood sugar, man. I get angry out there if I but don't. But I do. I, I I do. Uh, I, I have this bad habit. I don't know if a lot of I, I probably a lot of fishermen do. I fucking am bad about drinking or eating. Like, if I'm out there, I don't do either of those. 
yeah, I won't chain I'm bad smoke about that. like uh, I'll chain smoke like a motherfucker unless I'm on camera because I've got to uh, edit that shit out, right? Uh, so I'll dip instead. <laughs> but uh, Man, wait, 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 wait! I seen Thumper over there packing his can too. What are y'all dipping? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, no! So I'm a little bitch. I dip Zin. What the oh hell my is God. that? My boy Shadbird. I'm calling him out right here, bro. Shadbird Get gets him. that shit too. And Grizzly mm-hmm. Thump, my old ladies in the house, her and all the kids dip that bullshit. Be a man. <laughs> grab Copenhagen Long Cut Original. Cool. So, <laughs> what are you in fucking sixth grade? I dip Zen because I don't have to spit. Balling on a budget. <laughs> hey, we call that the welfare bear when I was stationed at Bragg when I was a poor ass E5. <laughs> hey, I, I called that like the welfare bear, baby. The when welfare bear. It's great. <laughs> Ugh. Copenhagen long cut original. Yeah, no, I'm I'm oh, with you though. Swamp on the boat snacks. Yeah. I do that same thing, especially a tournament. Yeah, I'll forget to eat. I'll be like, damn, I didn't eat anything today. It, it's the worst. I'll, I'll go out fishing for like eight to ten hours, right? And then when I get off the water, I'll be shaky, and I'm like, it's not from the fish. Oh, it's because I didn't eat or fucking drink. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys are like me. Uh, oh yeah, I do that not, all the like, time. The worst I mean, thing I drink, is to stop in a gas right. station and get shit food, and then yeah. you 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 believe it's great because you ain't ate yeah, all yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and, and I get this from a lot of people, and and maybe I mean everybody does it different, right? So I'm obviously a drinker. I, I run a show called Bass and Brews, right? But oh, I yeah. don't drink alcohol when I fish at all. I don't I, either. Nope. Yeah, yeah I don't I, either. Unless, what right? I, if I'm catfishing all night. If I'm night fishing and I'm catfishing or some shit, yeah. yeah. If I'm out yeah, there, yeah, that's like, that's acceptable. If I'm camping and fishing, I'll kill a bottle of bourbon. I'm normally a bourbon drinker. I just bought a twelve pack for this podcast. Hell Me yeah. too, brother. Me I'm too. a top shelf bourbon drinker, baby. I'm a bullet Look bourbon guy. That's uh, bullet, that was it. Bullets decent. That's, that's what was in this uh, bullshit cup. Bullet bourbon. Right. Hey, so. send me send me a message after this, bro. I'm in Kentucky, mm-hmm. dude. I got uh, all. I, I got the that. lock on the bourbons. But when I'm out fishing, uh, and I thought it was really funny, so I brought my wife out every year for her birthday for the last two years. I've taken her out fishing, right? And she's like, all right, we're going to load up a cooler? And I'm like, eh, I mean, if you want. Like, I'm not going to drink water. And she's like, yeah. well, what about beers? And I'm like, oh, you should know by now. So she gets fucking hammered. And then I got a, uh, I put a couple clips on. I had to tow her ass around the river and the lake the year before. Um, That's she just gets, You can get nasty, bro. You can get nasty after that. Oh no, dude, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's epic, dude. That sounds like a party. That's all right. Listen, th- this last trip, uh, this is way off our script, but uh, there is no script. Last trip is really cool. So River X, that's a river I fish on. I fucking love that thing. Uh, the people that actually watch my channel probably know that river just as much as I do because I, I fish that tidal portion all the time, right? I've caught my biggest fish there consistently. I've, I haven't been skunked on that river in four years. Like I know that place, I can call my shots. It's fucking solid, right? And she's always wanted to go out there and uh, she didn't really try like before. And I took her out to a lake and we went crappie fishing basically, right? She didn't catch any fucking crappie. All she caught was giant yellow perch and bass and pickerel. But I brought her out to this one. It was really fucking cool to bring a Mandy, uh, as Paul likes to call her, uh, out fishing. It was awesome. It's for her 40th birthday. We went out. She didn't catch any bass, but what she did catch was almost two-pound crappie left and fucking right. 
That'll put a smile. And on uh, dude, it was fucking awesome. I, I remember like I like we fished like three hours, and uh, I know like halfway through I just stopped fishing to watch her fucking enjoy how much I miss and love that fucking river. Like she got to see the bounty that that fucking river gives. It was really cool. Yeah, it's that's what it's about. That's what it's and about. Then, I love taking somebody August, that doesn't fish and they get hooked up. That's better than yeah, me catching dude. a double digit. Shit, oh, way yeah. better. So it's like, the it same was, with hunting. It's the same with hunting. Yeah. Like if I put somebody on a giant buck, I get more out of that than killing a like double drop time. I love yeah. it. Yeah, it, it was so cool to see her. And then there was one point I don't even think we caught it on camera, but uh, she was just like, "Oh, I get why you come here and why you love this." And I was like, "Again, she's not even catching bass, right?" Like she was just slaying crappie. Um, and I love doing that on that river too, right? Like when the bass fishing's bad, I usually pack an ultralight and then we'll pound like two pound crappie all day. Like, I uh, fucking love it. It was so awesome. Props to you, Amanda. Thank God you don't listen to this show because you're way cooler than I am. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's about right there. You got to bring yeah, an ultralight every now and then. No. Especially like I like to do that in the wintertime. But bass fishing really sucks balls around here. Yeah, beat the no. shit out of the crappie, dude. My lady's a trooper, dude. We're out there in the yeah. snow on Lake Cumberland, bro. We were out there in December yeah. in the snow catching smallmouth. She's yeah, all like, props of Brandy, props of Brandy, right? It's Brandy's dude, your she wife's just, name, right? Yeah. She just smoked one in front of Boyd Duckett at Watts Bar last week in the MLF, <laughs> and I was like, "Fucking props!" Hey, she's gonna get mad because she was listening to this, or she'll listen to this. <laughs> but uh, so we're out there. We got Brandon Coulter that's leading Group A, and we got Boyd Duckin' on one side, and we're in the middle in like 35 foot of water live scoping. And I line up the live scope, and I'm like right here. And I'm throwing a big spoon, flutter spoon, and she's throwing a jackhammer because we're not poor and throwing chatterbaits. <laughs> she's throwing a jackhammer. She catches, dude, she catches a three-pounder in front of camera boats and everything. She gets it right to the boat and starts like, oh, my God, grab it, grab it. And I'm a stickler with nets. I'm like, I don't want a net in the boat. I hate it. It's like a banana for me. And she gets it by the boat, and I'm like, I'm just going to bend down and grab it. She hits the button on her Shimano DC, and it swims out. Luckily, it's hooked good. She gets it back up, and I grabbed it. But that right there, that's what it's about to me. When you can put somebody, even if it's your old lady or somebody from work when you can put somebody on and they have that moment that's what i like that's like me catching a 10 pounder there's uh we went on a tournament last weekend and i talked to one of my best friends kellen he's usually a river fisherman he likes catfishing he'll bass fish every now and then i talked him into going out on the in this tournament with me it was a rough day but at the end of the day like an hour before the tournament ended i watched that dude haul in a four pound bass in a lake that was not producing fish and that was the fucking highlight of my day, was watching him yeah. play this 20-inch But fish. why the fuck does it happen like that? I spent a million dollars. I got 43 rods <laughs> in the boat, and I go out and catch fucking six 12-inchers. Yep. And then some kid puts a piece of cheese on a cork and catches an eight-pounder. It makes no it's... sense, but I, I love it. I wouldn't have it. I'm over here with play. fucking live scope in a hydro wave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, Tony. Tony, this is your opportunity uh, to thank anybody, any sponsors or would-be ones. Or yeah, let me give a uh, check out 
Check out my boy Bite Me Baits of Kentucky, my boy Chad Haynes. Tell him I sent you over there. Um, let me give a shout out to my old lady Brandy, the kids. Um, and uh, hopefully I retire soon and uh, I'm right behind you. I'm just going to follow people from my TikTok and be like, hey, man, I heard you at Cayuga, man. Let me come up there and cry. Wow. I'm trying love to come it. up there and get on smallmouth. Fucking love it, man. All right, man. Well, it's been great. You uh, you boys hang out. Uh, we're going to do the after show after this. Uh, if you guys want to be on the after show, you just want to make sure you check